Welcome to Heart Shaped Pod, a Nirvana fan podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Travis Clark. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Heart Shaped Pod. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Travis fucking Clark. I'm Andy. Andy! Andy! So. <laughs> That's good. I knew that was coming. Uh, I knew that if I waited, you guys I hope do you it, do so. make that like a, a thing where, especially when I you're, am not going to make if it If you're a like thing. emailing if, someone, you, no, you list your name nope. as Andy and then in quotes, nope. Andy. With all the extra A's. So, that'll never happen. Andy. I will never do that. If other Come people on, make Andy. it a thing, that's their thing. Oh my God. I'm not making it a thing. I'm going to isolate one of these one time. And I, I now regret I want my, that when, space open. I want my phone to ring and it goes, Whenever it's Andy, so I uh, oh, that's so smart. Yeah, everyone listening should do that. Yep. And when make make Andy sells ringtone, us saying Andy. And whenever Andy sell, we'll I never call. And, yeah, so and we'll give. I mean, we'll day. put we'll tweet his number. Yeah, out. yeah, oh, so, yeah, yeah for sure. Be, that would be wonderful if you could do that. <laughs> and if we great. could, oh, and we'll put it on his phone so when everyone calls him. Sure. Oh, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, that's awesome. Will you leave your phone downstairs next time we yeah. record? Also, I'm not going to be on that episode. No, I'm never bringing yeah. my phone here again. Oh, uh, yeah. You should just. just Why char- not? Yeah, just charge it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. We're not. We're what? not. Why are you pulling up your. Andy! Andy! Why are you on your phone? Oh, I'm entering the self destruct code. Be in the <laughs> moment, Andy! Oh, gosh. So, Heart Shaped Pod, we're back. HSP, the return! We uh, have wrapped up three dollar pod. We've gotten over our 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 mourning period. I don't. I gotta tell you, I oddly. I don't. My days are fuller now. I don't miss the what we had to listen to, but I had a lot more fun making that podcast than I ever expected. Well, the news is is good for you then. Oh no, because we've got new stuff to listen to. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. We're going to have to listen to a bunch of corn oh, in a while, which no. I am dismayed. I would, I like Limp Biscuit so much better than corn. Oh, yeah. And also, this is all your fault, Travis, because that you're the true. one yeah. who got me all excited when I was driving you home about the tr- the diss track that they made. It's terrible. But we should, we should explain to people how that corn pod is going to work. It's actually a fun thing that we've never done before. I'm excited. We're going to do it in seasons. Mm-hmm. And corn is going to be the first season of a podcast that's just about bands in general. What are we calling it? Bandwagoners. I thought it was wagoneers. Bandwagoners. Yeah, if it's wagon, you look. Anyway, wagoneers or wagoners, you know, chime in. I the first know. season will be about corn. We definitely won't get through all of the history of corn in one season. There is. But we'll return a to corn. Daunting amount of history yeah. for corn. It is. But the first, sad. the first season of bandwagoners <laughs> is going to be about corn. I and think it, the title is bandwagoners. <laughs> but uh, we should put the second e in parentheses in the title and backwards. <laughs> I like all of that. So look out for that coming soon after we wrap up Heart Shape Pod. We're gonna. Shift right into. Yeah, we're gonna take a nice little hayride through a cornfield. And ah. each each season of that podcast, like the band, like we're gonna have a sort of unofficial title yeah. for yeah. every season. And the corn season is called Pod the Life. I like it. <laughs> it's real good. I like it. It's real good. AKA Children of the Corn with a K. <laughs> AKA Corn on the Pod. Corn on the Pod. Yeah, AKA that was, a, that was yeah. an idea that was thrown out at one point. Yeah. Yeah. AKA. Hardcore corn. (laughs) (laughs) 
But in the meantime, we have to get through Heart Shaped Pod. We are round in third. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to talk about Nirvana. I just want to talk about corn. It's too it's too bad. <laughs> we have to talk Nirvana today. Can we talk about corn Cobain? Oh, sure, Because people people got angry when we got to the end of three dollar pod and we're like what band should we do next we got a few uh, more than a few tweets from people saying yeah. how about you finish heart-shaped pod <laughs> oh did you yeah i didn't see any of those i just and saw people uh people were excited about the slipknot idea well one person was slip pod <laughs> pod not pod not mm. no, no i think i still think um uh 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 Fuck! What's the um, podcast equals shit? Well, podcast equals shit, but there was another one that was wait to pod, <laughs> Padua disaster pod, disaster because they have a song called. Well, that's disaster just a piece. cool title yeah. for a podcast. Yeah, and that's just us going to like places like Fukushima <laughs> and Flint, Michigan, and yeah, and literally any city in the United States. Sure. <laughs> yeah, L.A. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're talking about this is the last episode of the Nevermind years. Where we're uh, covering the the period after Nirvana release, Nevermind. And this is rife with, as always, controversy and change. Yes. There are some moments in here that change everything. Well, everything was one way. It was one way. And And then then what? These things happened. Oh, okay. And then everything changed. Look, Travis, I don't want to... um... I don't want to nitpick here. Sure. But I think what you mean to say Mm -hmm. is that... Because it's not like... Everything was one way, and then a bunch of stuff happened, and then it was a different way. It's everything was one way, and then one of those things happened, and then it was a different way. And it was that different way for a while, and then another thing happened, and then it was an even more different way after that. And then it was right. that different way for a while, and then this one of these other things happened, and then it was an even crazy idea. Because at each of those points, more different, a thing happens that changes everything. Yes. Yeah, so, so it was just everything oh, changing... Uh, I think in in periods rather than everything changing all at once. Your explanation of that changes everything. <laughs> everything. The way yeah. I thought of it was one way, I, and now it's totally I another. just upset the balance of this podcast. <laughs> Butterfly Effect. Check out our new Ashton Kutcher podcast coming. <laughs> the Butter Pod. Last quarter 2019. <laughs> the Butter Pod. Butter Pod. <laughs> effect. Butter Pod. Oh, effect. man. If you cast, you know, just a light amount of hate into the world. Ashton Caster. Sorry. <laughs> Ash Podcaster. He's from Iowa. He sure is. Just like I wonder Slipknot. if he likes Slipknot. He's I think probably he's, he's in, in Slipknot. Slipknot. Yeah. He's number seven. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of, Des Moines, Iowa, October 6th and 7th, Beast Village Comedy Festival. Okay. With, I believe, shows at Lefties. The, the plugs are at the end, man. Where, where, this uh, changes everything. This yeah. is not how we plug things. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought that I was supposed to be an agent of change here, and I... No, absolutely apparently not. You have an agent? Overst- Holy no. shit, man. God, Congrats. No. Could I get one? Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Sure would. Hmm. Andy is unrepped by change. <laughs> <laughs> so when we last left off with Nirvana, they had lost custody of their daughter and <laughs> the entire band. <laughs> the entire band. <laughs> the entire band. <laughs> entire band had a kid. Yep. And yeah, Kurt and Courtney had taken the they had a nanny living next door who technically had custody of the child and they couldn't see Francis without that nanny How great would present. that ha- everything be if that nanny had been Robin Williams in drag doing a British accent? I that think sounds I, like a decent movie. Yeah, I feel like it ends the same way <laughs> for everyone involved. <laughs> Sally Fields kill herself at the yeah, end yeah, of this yeah. top five. No, Sally Fields kills Kurt Cobain. <laughs> Sally Fields kills Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> yep. People don't remember that ending. It was intense. <laughs> yeah. It didn't test well. 
So in the midst of all this, Nirvana goes to play the 1992 oh. Reading Festival. This is grunge Is it fire. Reading or Reading? Uh, I don't know. I've always heard it as Reading. Probably Reading then. Yeah. Always, I was reading my favorite book. I was, I was. Well, Be- you better watch how you pronounce the middle syllable or the first syllable on that. What? Because it could be rutting. I was rutting my favorite, but and that's another British slang term for... Hitler had some good ideas. Okay, yeah. why? <laughs> I don't think anyone in England would say that, but Andy would say it here in America, because we have that kind of freedom. Rutting? Does what does rutting mean? Fucking. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I did. Yeah. I knew what he was going Cool. With. Sorry. I'm sorry. I just, look. I'm so sorry. the Reading Festival. Oh, this is where Kurt Cobain told everyone to just tear the stage apart and assault people, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. He saw some rapes <laughs> happening and was like, hey, chill out, but don't chill out. He was like, give me something to rake. <laughs> rake? <laughs> rake? Rake, yeah. I'm glad you said that yes. word instead. Rake, I, I rake just, me yeah. is my favorite song. Rake me. It's, yeah. yeah. Don't you remember when he had a lawn company? I'm a pile of leaves. Rake me. <laughs> Before Dad gets home, I changed the entire melody of that yeah, song. All of that, now. yeah. We somehow made it a soul asylum yeah. song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what Runaway Train is about. It's about yeah. someone who runs away from home because he didn't rake the leaves before his dad got there. It was originally called Runaway Rake. Yeah. <laughs> Rakeaway Train. I'm wearing Rakeaway pants right now. Rakeaway Train, never coming back. <laughs> that was it, yeah. Yep. So this- Rake away pants cause I can't wear slacks. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I feel everyone turning on me. I'm done. So here's the thing about the Reading Festival show in 92. It is the show that changed everything. Wait, hold on. What you're telling me. Things. Go on. They were one way. One way. Then this festival happened. Happens. Everything changes? Everything's different. Completely different way. Wow, that's so crazy. And it did kind of, because up to this point, there had been this, this... I love that you do it so often now that you have to like actually point to which ones were in earnest. This one actually did kind of change everything. Well, well it, it, it we changed, say it a lot. It changed the public perception of Kurt Cobain at the time, because this was in the midst of him being really strung out on heroin, and the Vanity Fair article had happened, and... Everyone was just kind of assuming he was sickly and on the verge of dying. And little did they know, he had so much more in him. Yes. He had at least another 18 <laughs> months. <laughs> but at this, sh- this is the show. They put this out on DVD eventually, and it's a great fucking show. This is the show where when he comes out, Chris is wheeling him out in a wheelchair. And he's wearing a hospital gown. And he gets oh, so up. It's like the reverse James Brown. Yes. Yeah. And he gets up and sings a little bit of The Rose by Bette Midler, and then oh, passes out. I thought he sang, Some say love. Oh, what is that? Is oh, is that what he sings? Or I, I think, don't remember what he sings. I thought it was The Rose, but you might be right. What right. song is that? I don't know. I, I just, I just Can I feel you like... sing it again? I'll Shazam it. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets up and sings a little bit of something, and then pretends to pass out, and then gets back up and fucking rocks, rocks the house, guys. He rocks the house. So this was like he was he he knew what this perception was of him, and he was yeah there were the perception. There were rumors going around before the show that Nirvana wasn't even going to play because they hadn't for two months before this hadn't rehearsed, played together, or even seen each other, and they just show up at the Reading Festival unrehearsed and play arguably one of their best shows ever. Mm. <clears throat> so kids, rehearsal not needed. Yeah. 
<laughs> not important. Nah. Practice uh, is forming stupid. any kind of connection with your bandmates. Also unnecessary. Yeah, I don't need that at all. And at one point, they addressed rumors that they were on the verge of breaking up from the stage. Chris Novoselic says, "We did, did like a who's on." First. I don't know what you guys heard, but this isn't our last show or anything. Yes, it is. Un- oh, this is your line. Until we play again on our November tour, or should we do a record? They decided to do a record. <laughs> So, yeah, this is but when we'll they decided to, to do uh, another record. So it changed everything. It changed everything. Th- this is already, things have been changed, everything. Sorry, not just things. Right. Not just some things. One thing. Everything. Right. Everything has been changed three times already. So all but, the things, they've just yeah. changed so much. It sounds like at this point that the album maybe wasn't done. It was kind of in utero. Like, they were just kind of... So that's been the podcast. I'm, lo- <laughs> I'm lost. Thanks, everybody. Uh, I hate myself and want to die. That was the name of the other. Uh, it's, it's also how I make people feel if they're around me long enough. <laughs> well, you are a curmudgeon, so. I am not. Hey, see what I did? Good pull. That's a yeah, Nirvana piece. Right, eh? Well, everybody, I've been a son. <laughs> <laughs> Travis! I'm going to start another podcast. I got this idea for a podcast. It's uh-huh. called Polly. It's about a girl. Oh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Does she like crackers? I don't know what I said. Okay, she likes Tourette's. the band yeah. Cracker. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a low pull. <laughs> she also likes Penny Royal tea. Interesting. Oh, is that an actual brand of tea? I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, Penny Royal is an abortive. Like it's a thing you drink to cause an abortion. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, guys, I'm I'm on warm milk and laxatives, so I don't even know. Doll steak. <laughs> Jesus Wait, Christ, what? that comes up. That's coming up. <laughs> That, okay. It's a line in a- It's s- fucking, yes, let's get to it. It's a line in the song Milk It, which- Is, is it really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought he was, okay. Doll steak, chest meat. I thought it was yeah. literally him. When we get to the thing, I'll say what I thought it was. Okay. So after Reading, Kurt returns to LA and checks into a rehab called Exodus in Marina Del Rey. I checked, it's not the studio where Limp Biscuit <laughs> recorded $3 bill, y'all. It's not? Y'all. I think that was in Malibu. That would make sense. So wait, it's a crossroads formally where Limp Biscuit recorded three dollar pod, y'all. Three dollar Jesus Christ. <laughs> they recorded three dollar pod, y'all. Again. Yeah, three dollar Jesus Christ. <laughs> three dollar bill, y'all, was recorded in a former. Uh, right, I remember rehab. that, yeah. but uh, I didn't I was know. Say, were you not paying attention? You didn't. You didn't know what. You want to play this game, bitch? I do, bitch. <laughs> you don't even understand. Uh, now I know why you want to hate me. It's really. <laughs> <laughs> I was unsure before we started, but now I have an idea. Well, you do it, and you do it again. Yeah. <laughs> wow, we are just... <laughs> oh, the references. Oh, this is a podcast is going to be a real radio-friendly unit shifter. That was, that was really forced. That was really forced. <laughs> that's, my fa- that's, my... that's my favorite Nirvana song. Really? It, yeah. it, it would, because you're such a senseless apprentice. <laughs> it comes and goes for me. It's either radio-friendly unit shifter or lounge act. Ooh. Are my two favorite Nirvana songs. All apologies up there for me. Yeah, all apologies as the end of in utero and be. It gets me. It gets me every time. Yeah, it gets yeah, me every yeah. fucking time. Mm-hmm. Of course, while Kurt was in rehab, he sent a letter to Courtney Love. Of course, he did. Of Courtney, he did. Of Courtney. Of course. Oh sure. Yeah. Because it. Sure. And uh, should we? Who wants to read Travis? Uh, yeah, do you want to read it? I, I really enjoy your Kurt a lot, if if you don't mind. Here we go. Rosewater, diaper smell, 
Use your illusion. Speak in tongue in cheek. Hey, girlfriend. Detox. I'm in my kraut box. Held up here in my ink penitentiary. Kinda starving and kinda bloated. My water broke. Selling my body of water every night in a full house. Sell out in a dark bed. Missing you more than an air supply song. Doll steak. Well done. Your milk is so warm. Your milk is my shit. My shit is your milk. I have a small man's complexion. I'm speechless. I'm toothless. You pull wisdom from my teeth. My mom is the tooth fairy. You give me birth in dentures and fangs. I love you more than the tooth fairy. How do you respond to that? (laughs) Uh, Uh, TLDR, baby. (laughs) TDDR. It's too dumb. Yeah. Didn't read. (laughs) Because what he just said was dumb. But you will recognize some of that is lyrics from the song Milk It. I uh, so when it was doll steak, I thought he was being funny, like doll parts, but like steak. That's what I thought he was going. Uh, with. You misogynist was... son of a bitch! What? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was referencing his wife's thing. Did that? Did that? That letter didn't change much. That letter changed like nothing. Up. Okay, things were one way, and they remained. And they remained completely that way. the same. <laughs> they were the yeah, same way. Completely after. unaltered. Yeah. Uh, who? Wait, how did that come out? That weird. Who, uh, Courtney, probably because his wife actually, published his journals she, after he she died. She sold it to uh, MLB, the show, the video game, Major League in Baseball. 20, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, in like 2007. Uh, so that that note actually appeared uh, as. Um, it's on the back of Jason an, Hayward's tops <laughs> baseball card. It's unlockable in the video game. You can, <laughs> it's written on the bottom of his bat. Um, Jason Hayward's. Mm, I actually have that engraved on a shotgun. Is that weird? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, Travis, it's weird. That's weird? Yeah. I don't know why. I call my shotgun the Tooth Fairy, so it's fine. Oh, interesting, because <laughs> when you put it in your mouth, it blows yeah. out all your teeth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you can, it's A plus B equals C. You yeah. got it. Yeah, just like the Tooth Fairy does. Yeah. Comes, <laughs> flies in your room and knocks out all your fucking teeth. <laughs> yep. This yeah. makes all sense to me. Maybe we should talk about our home lives right now. I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. Really? Today found my, my friends. friends. They're in your head though. <sighs> oh shit. We're not real. That would be so great if I was just do- if it was like split and I was just doing all these voices. Mm. I think or I'm Or if dumb. somebody was listening and all they hear is you being like changed everything. <laughs> <laughs> Things were one way. <laughs> that's a that's a different kind of Tourette's. Okay, let's uh Finally. Wow. So let's talk about the 1992 MTV VMAs. Oh, they're the best ones. Because in the midst of being in rehab, Kurt gets a day pass to go rehearse for the VMAs. Wait, he got an Exodus from Exodus? <laughs> Hell yeah, hit it. <laughs> oh, I was hoping for a good I one. was really hoping he was going to drop the beat and we all had to rap. <laughs> <laughs> they were nominated for three awards. Kurt pretended he How didn't. Do you- want to go but you know he wanted to go oh for sure wanted to go do you think he had to like go through a whole process to get that day pass where he just constantly had to be like it's for the mtv no 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 no. it's a it's a video music award in the 90s you just call up and you're like i was nominated for vma and they give you a pass they're like yeah that's most people here (laughs) (laughs) yeah he this was at the height of his I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be a rock star stuff. So why leave rehab to do the VMAs? Right. Would be my question. Sure. And why stop doing drugs so you, if you yeah, don't want to be famous? Definitely wanted yeah. to go. What were the three, sorry, what were the three awards he was nominated for? Most um, in rehab. 
one of the I don't best uh, letter from rehab sent right. to a loved one, and uh, definitely shouldn't be a father. <laughs> they won best new artist and best alternative song or video i don't know what the third thing was because they didn't win we already had an alternative yeah. category in 92 that's so weird to me i think they probably added created it, it because right? of yeah. Nirvana. Like that year yeah yeah i think it's the year punk broke uh that was 91 oh you're right you're yeah right. this yeah. was the year after yeah. the year punk broke they're trying to fix it which is the uh, less popular sequel right the year after the year the after year i still punk know broke. what i still know what year punk broke <laughs> The year punk fixed everything. <laughs> Sometimes they punk back. <laughs> yes, again right. for more. Again for yeah. So the this punk is... in ears. <laughs> I'm sorry. Punk the life. Yep. So this is the year there was all that controversy around what song they were going to play. Controversy because I fucking love Prince so much. <laughs> what we need to do is a goddamn Prince podcast. It would take us ten years. Yes, it, it would really because would. he's got forty albums, but. We would have to move to Minneapolis to do that. A Prince podcast and a Neil Young podcast, I would love to do. Those would both be crazy interesting. Or we could really want to do a propaganda one. Who? What? What? Propapati? (laughs) Potagandi? Huh? No? Tomorrow's, hey, hey, today's Empire's tomorrow's podcast. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. And I still. How to pod everything. I got it. How How to cast every pod? Andy, I'm the only other person who knows. Oh, yeah. And I'm including I'm, me. Yeah, and I have and, no and, idea. Oh shit! Let's talk more pod. Oh fuck! That's what we could call it. I I don't feel bad about any of my other derails. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the show where he wanted to play rape me, and he shows up. He told somebody that he wanted to play that. Yeah. Well, he tells an MTV employee named Amy Finnerty that he wants to play rape me. Amy Finnerty goes into she the room snitches on him. with the executives, and she's like, well, Kurt wants to play rape <laughs> More me. like Amy Finkerty, you know what I'm saying? Well, no, it was that was her job, and then uh, they told her- I'm sorry, Amy. They told her, well, if he doesn't change his mind, there's going to be problems. And they had this like days-long back and forth. I didn't realize this part. Like He goes home at one point still wanting to play Rape Me. Which is an unreleased track at this point. No one has ever for heard an, it. For an album that has not even been- Done. Yeah. On the yeah. bright side, yeah. it sounds exactly like Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah, it is. It's the same. Yeah, it's the yeah. same chords, mm-hmm. basically. And there's all this back and forth. They tell him that if he do- if he wants to play Rape Me, then they're just going to pull him from the show. And he goes, I don't care. <laughs> and then they said they're going to- Wait, gonna- can I hear Travis do that one? I don't care. God, they're so good. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Travis are going to tour doing like- <laughs> There's going to be two of us doing Kurt's voice at the same time. Yes. <laughs> but one of us will be dressed as a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Probably Travis. He's yeah. lost a lot of weight. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thanks for yeah. noticing. I appreciate that. You look great. <laughs> thank you. You do look great. Thank you, guys. I was, Travis, I was just going to oh say, I was just going to say, you look like something that shouldn't be in schools. A shotgun. Oh. A, a <laughs> yeah. I took it both ways, but thank mm-hmm. you. Okay. <laughs> I didn't mean it the other way, so... So they were going to pull him from the show. They were going to pull him from the show. He didn't care. Then they said they're going to stop playing Nirvana videos on MTV, and he pretended he didn't care, but I bet he cared. I don't care. I care. I don't care. I care. Then we they don't said, want to be rock stars. Yeah. We do. We don't. We then do. they said they weren't going to play any videos by any bands that he shared management with, and he still didn't care. And then they said, we're going to fire Amy Finnerty if you play Rape Me. And that's when he was finally like, okay. Ooh, sounds like somebody had a side chick. 
No, I think that he just, you know, didn't want her to get fired over it. Yeah. He but, he's Kurt Cobain. He can be like, fine, MTV fired you. Come work at Geffen. I'm Kurt Cobain. They'll do uh, whatever I say. Yeah. yeah, that was going to be the name of their fourth album. I'm Kurt Cobain. Cobain They'll do, do whatever I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a shame he never got to release that. So he finally, after they threatened to fire her, he finally decides to not play Rape Me. Can I just say that MTV is basically every bad guy in an action movie? They're like, oh, we'll yeah. find somebody you oh, do yeah. care about. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also funny because this is a thing that could have changed everything, and then it didn't happen, so it didn't. Well, he. I'll let Adam yeah, continue. No. I feel like there's going to be something to surprise me. Yes. <laughs> well, this is this is where the, the backstage beef with Axl Rose happens also. Yeah. Very exciting. At one point, they're backstage. Kurt and Courtney are sitting with Francis. And Axl Rose- Wait, they took a baby to the VMAs? Yeah. She My wasn't first a, VMA. She wasn't a baby by then. She, she's not a baby. She's not even- She was like a toddler by then. <laughs> Wait, uh, she was born in, like, the end of 91, wasn't she? Well, this is, like, September 92, so she's at least, like... That's, that's still, still a baby. baby. That's still a baby. But if you look at the pictures of them, she looks old enough that you would you could take her place. Well, she's, she's not, like, really an mature infant. for her age. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. yeah. She's, she's... She's seen a lot of shit. She has <laughs> already. She's using at a kindergarten level. So they're sitting backstage wow. with Francis, and Axl Rose walks by, and... Courtney Love mockingly asks Axl Rose if he'll be their baby's godfather. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know how it was said, but I 100% side with Axl. <laughs> I 100% am on Axl's side. Well, that's I'm a rather, surprise I, because Axl said, do you want to play that game, bitch? Basically. Yeah, he turned to Kurt and said, you shut your bitch up or I'm taking you down to the pavement. Take me down to the pavement, city to the pavement. Great in the pavement, gritty. How could he have not said, "Shut your bitch up," or "I'm taking you down to your knees"? That would have been better. That would have been great, Axel. So then Kurt turned to Courtney and said, "Also, that's a terrible thing to say. Like you, you exercise. You're thinking of a human. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I forgot that Axel Rose is uh, that 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 part of him died years ago. Right, yeah. and also I meant in reference to who he was speaking to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There are no humans in this story, by the <laughs> no, way. There no, are no humans in this story. <laughs> this is all monsters being monsters. Yeah, this is other. like reading up. This is like yeah. reading about the adventures of Hercules. Yeah. This, this was, is all yeah. fucking <laughs> seven-headed <laughs> hydras and. This is the video Monster Awards, is what we're talking about. Good R.E.M. album, by the way, Monster. Yeah. Monster was I good. I like that one. Except uh, Kurt, he turns to Courtney, and this part is kind of funny. He just turns to Courtney and goes, okay, bitch, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Which, oh, no, no, that's not how he said it. Yeah, well, he said it like he was making it, at, he was saying it like jokingly. Yeah, like a robot. Yeah. Well, I don't, I think he said it more like deadpan. Uh, I don't know. Oh. So he didn't do like I the like robot. You. Okay, bitch, shut up. Okay, bitch, <laughs> okay, shut bitch. up. I am Cobain. <laughs> They'll do whatever I say. Danger, danger, Courtney Love. <laughs> and everyone recognized him saying that as a joke, except for Axl Rose and Stephanie Seymour because they sound like a real nightmare couple. Oh God, yeah. yeah. Well, Axl Rose also like didn't he like r- like routinely assault Stephanie Seymour? I don't yes. know routinely, yeah. but it. it, it 
It was on the docket. Yeah. It was on the. <laughs> <It> was on <laughs> the so Stephanie Seymour gets upset and says to Courtney, Are you a model? And Ooh, burn. <laughs> what a burn. To which Courtney replied, No. Are you a brain surgeon? Well, think- Courtney Love is also not yeah. a brain yeah. surgeon. Right. <laughs> but I, I think Courtney Love would have said it. No, you're a brain surgeon. <laughs> It's just fucking wasted. <laughs> so when it was time to perform, the band briefly played the opening chords of Rape Me and then switched to Lift Right. Me. And if you've seen the video of it, he goes like, he does it and he goes, oh, that's not it. <laughs> like, so it launches into. Yeah, he does sing Rape Me a couple times, like just those words. He's such a. And they were running, the executives mm-hmm. were running yeah. to the truck to shut the performance off and then they oh switched to lithium that's uh, back when you needed a truck to broadcast everything now is just done on an ipad yeah and during this performance this is the performance where chris novoselic throws his bass in the air <laughs> and, hits him in the and knocks head. himself unconscious <laughs> which is the best ending to any performance and ever. everyone in the audience goes on to be a huge desert rock f- famous person. Jesse Hughes of Eagles of Death Metal is in there. Uh, a bunch. Of, there's a bunch of people who are rock stars that you will see in like 20 years in, in attendance. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about Jesse Hughes. He's a, he's I, a, I don't like him. Yeah. I straight up don't like he him. He said some really foul shit yeah. after that France stuff. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, you were there. Take it easy, dude. Ugh. So they won... <laughs> Best alternative music video and sent a Michael Jackson impersonator up to accept their award. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, I that's do. pretty great. It's fu- like I re- now I'm remembering all of this stuff. And remember, they knocked <laughs> Michael Jackson off the charts. But also, too, just the whole like, I, I want to think that they're smart enough to be like the guy who made Thriller and who like invented this marketing thing that is a music video. Also, this is funny. We're recording this on Michael Jackson's birthday, aren't oh, we? I'm, are we? I'm, I think we are. I'm, <laughs> I'm using Michael Jackson's microphone, and I'm wearing his glove. I, like I am touched. Michael Jackson. <laughs> I'm Bubbles. I knew it. I knew I knew you. I knew we'd met before. Bubbles the chimp. I mean, I might be wrong, but I think it's... I saw a thing today saying it was Michael Jackson. Well, we should pause for a few minutes to find out if it's Michael Jackson's birthday. This is a Nirvana podcast. Uh, yesterday. Yesterday was Michael Jackson's birthday, so never mind. Oh, whatever. <laughs> oh, I see what you did Oh, there. well, whatever. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. I get it. It was yeah. so long ago, yesterday, right? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Beatles pod. So they also won Best New Artist. All three went on stage to accept that award. Oh, and this, this is when Dave Grohl starts yeah. taunting Axl Rose. Yeah. Axl, where's Axl? Hi, Axl. Hi, Axl. And then Kurt Cobain says, you know, it's really hard to believe everything you read. What he meant to say was it's really hard to read. <laughs> What is that in reference to? The Vanity Fair article and just all of the rumors about his health at the time. Oh, interesting. And Or maybe he just meant that heroin is bad for you. It's just hard to believe that when you read it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is where Eddie Vedder and Kurt Cobain squashed their beef, too. Yeah. They end up, uh, the MTV employee, what was her name? Amy Finnerty. Amy Finnerty. Yep. She and Courtney Love at one point get Kurt Cobain and Eddie Vedder to slow dance and my favorite part is that they get them to do it while, while, Eric, te- while Eric Clapton is playing Tears in Heaven, a song about his dead child, who had just died. Yeah. And if you know my name. Has, any, has everyone seen the last Anthony Jeselnik special? No. no. His joke about Clapton's kid. Wow. Oh, gosh. It's pretty fucking great. 
I'm just glad. Let's pause to watch Anthony Jeselnik's last special. I'm just The hap- whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm just happy. You know, sometimes uh, we call them martyrs now, but sometimes people have to die to bring us together. And the fact and that, I'm, Cla- yeah. that Clapton's child had to fall out of a window so that, <laughs> it, that two Kurt grunge Cobain superstars could slow could dance be friends again. again. Yes. Yeah. You know? So his, his, his the, the opening bit of his joke, because like, it's like a four or five minute bit, but uh, he just opens it by going, I used to have a kid. He died the same way Clapton's kid died for inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good bit. It's a great joke. So, yeah, the the MTV awards happen, and that's in the midst of Kurt Cobain being all strung out on drugs. That's when that happened. Very famous moment in Nirvana history. Yeah, and- a moment that. Did not change everything, but still, it happened. I actually think it changed the way people treated the VMAs. Like before that, it was kind of this thing where, like, you know, rock stars are trying to be silly or whatever. Yeah. But by the end of it, you end up having the Beastie Boys running on stage a few years later, claiming that they, you know, wrote all of the original Star Wars movies and they're dressed in like later hosen and doing <laughs> weird shit. Yeah. And you're like, what's happening? Well, I mean, they, they, yeah. The, the thing is, is the VMAs were never like prestigious. In any no, way. not it prestigious, never, like, but a it was stuffy... a it was a bunch of glad handing bullshit. Yeah. And then these kids showed up and, and decided it, to make it uh, a circus. Wasn't it the it was the year before this one though, right? Where although maybe I'm wrong. When did Soul Asylum played? I don't know. What, what, didn't <laughs> didn't Howard Stern come down as fart yeah, man one time? Down okay, as fart so yeah, man. all right. Yeah. So maybe maybe it always was a fucking circus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always been chaos. So uh, during this time or th- that fall, while I'm sorry, the band is called The Fall. Sorry. <laughs> while they're Kurt- and it's Pixies, not the Pixies. <laughs> All right. Um, actually, it's just Pixies. I I ordered they they reissued Surferosa and Come On Ooh. Pilgrim oh. as a uh, double clear vinyl. Oh, and I pre ordered it. it comes oh in September. God. Oh. Hell yeah! Good good order. And it's got a radio show of theirs from 1986 on the vinyl. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I want it. Looking forward to that. It's on their website. Uh, so they're living in Seattle, and Kurt hears that someone is writing an unauthorized biography of. Kurt and Courtney, uh, kind of inspired by this Vanity Fair article. And Kurt gets very angry. That's so unKurt. Yeah, it's not like <laughs> it's not like Kurt to get mad about this sort of thing. But on October 22nd, Kurt, Courtney, Kurt's Aunt Judy, and Dave Grohl. Oh my. Who you wouldn't expect to be involved in this fiasco. Yeah. Uh well, why don't you read what you really put in there? Oh, Dave Grohl, who hasn't made a good album this millennium. Okay. Uh that's not true, Adam. We've talked about this already on ListCast, so... Queens of the Stone Age. Or no, we did it on Unpops. Yeah, we did it on Unpops directly. He played drums on the Queens of the Stone Age. On, and on the Them Crooked Vultures record. Fine. And on the... There hasn't been a good Foo Fighters album this millennium. Oh, one by one. I, I like one by one. You're wrong. I mean, one by one's fine. It's I'm got a couple singles. Even Dave Grohl didn't like one by one. That's not true. No, it is. I read an interview where he was like, yeah, most of our last album was Chud. And Chud. then he released another album that wasn't that good. I'm sorry, it's pronounced Chud. Mm. <laughs> I think it's pronounced Chad Channing. <laughs> Look above your head, Travis. Whoa, no! <laughs> so they, all four of them, uh, team up and start calling co-author Victoria Clark and leaving a series of increasingly threatening messages. This is a non-Dave Grohl kind of thing. 
Yeah, this doesn't seem like the kind of thing Dave Grohl would be involved in, but apparently he was. Well, can you imagine getting a threatening message from Dave Grohl? It's like, <laughs> all right, take it easy, I think dude. those are called Grohl calls. Like Roll Call, Andy. Yeah. Troll Call. Dave Troll? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a, you'll get we do it good when, work here. You'll get it when Ghoul School comes out. <laughs> so never? Class to cease. <laughs> <laughs> So this is Kurt Cobain in a voicemail to Victoria Clark. If anything comes out in this book which hurts my wife, I'll fucking hurt you. Hilarious. I don't give a flying fuck if I have this recorded that I'm threatening you. I suppose I could throw out a few hundred thousand dollars to have you snuffed out. But maybe I'll try the legal way first. And with that, Courtney Love had an idea. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. We could use this money to snuff people out? Also, I love the idea, like, I'll fucking hurt you. You can't tear a piece of fabric off the stage. Move. Yeah. You had to be wheeled on the stage <laughs> at your last show at this point in history. Most of your weight is layered sweaters. <laughs> what are you talking about? Shh. <laughs> But it's stuff like this, like we're going to read a letter that Kurt sent to Victoria Clark next. All of this stuff is all the reasons why I think had Kurt lived until now, history would not look kindly. Not at all. Oh my God, I totally agree. Yeah, I think Kurt Cobain would have a lot of fucking explaining to do. I think more people would have the experience we've had diving into this where you go like, oh, it's hard to maintain my fandom for you. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the, I mean, also maybe he would have matured and grown. I mean, this is yeah, a this is or maybe he would have talking got worse. about a guy yeah. who's dealing with you know pain, depression, and dependency, childhood yeah. trauma, mental illness, arguably, uh, yeah, addiction. Obviously, you know, like uh, as a uh, former person in chronic pain, how you act when you're in chronic pain is not who you really are. Yeah, have you seen the Chronic Pain documentary? One of my favorite early <laughs> Seattle bands. <laughs> Fucking loved Chronic Pain. Everlast, my name. I'm from Chronic Pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Everlast. But yeah, he uh, he was not very accountable for, you know. I, I, I choose to believe had he made it into his 30s and 40s and now 50s, I think he would probably be like, yeah, I was pretty, pretty much an uh, arrogant yeah. young young prick. Because yeah. yeah. he also, like, you know, socially, sociopolitically, like, was really ahead of the curve on a lot of stuff right i think he said something i've heard you say a lot stop <laughs> stop it no it wasn't stop it but i'm no, sure i've heard it. him say that too. although i think the idea was to stop something uh, to- <laughs> sure sure there's yeah. that yeah what did he say in this letter you are both hideously jealous and hideously ugly you are not writing a book about my band You're writing a book about how jealous you are of my smart, beautiful, sexy, and talented wife, none of which either of you are. Oh, yikes. If one single solitary tabloid-esque or negative comment or statement in regards to my wife shows up in your book, I will, with more enthusiasm than I've ever had in my life, gladly devote every fucking waking hour of my life to make yours unlivable. If that doesn't work, well, let's not forget that I work for the Mafia. I could do a lot of episodes about that I work for the Mafia line, and all of them would be conspiracy, the show. It's actually a thing we're talking about. By the time this comes out, I don't know if those episodes will be out. What is he, Frank Sinatra? 
Yeah, I don't know. Well, the CIA has some ties to the music industry, and uh, there is a conspiracy theory that uh, at some point the CIA let the mafia get involved in music just to just to, to like spread the drugs they need spread. I just want to say that um, I don't think Kurt would have stood by any of those statements. No, especially the ones about where he was kind to Courtney. The 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 letter there, it does read kind of like uh, the lyrics to break stuff. Though it's kind of there's very much like I will devote with more enthusiasm. That's just yeah. him saying, "Give me something to break," because it's just one of those days. It's him saying, "Do you, you want to play, play that game, game, bitch?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he said, "She said bullshit." He also, you better quit it, or you'll be leaving with a fat lip. Yep, yeah, that's very yeah. true. Because you'll have all your heroin stuffed under there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking mule. He also had a nasty habit of calling friends and business associates in the middle of the night around this time. Not anybody in the band, though, right? No, he wouldn't call his band. He at one point called his Aunt Wendy and said he was going to get her a record deal. Wait, how many aunts does he have? We were there's about- Wendy, there's Judy, there's... Yeah, there, we've only named two in this whole podcast. And then O'Donnell's his mom. Uh, Right? Wait, was Wendy his... No, Wendy's, Wendy's his, his mom. mom. Yeah. No, he had not Mari who he called and said he was going to get a record deal. I think that was her name. So there is no Donna. Only Zul. (laughs) (laughs) It's Dana, but yes. I I know it's Dana. Come on. Wow! Hey, we're almost done with this. How crazy is that? Uh, That's the thing. He didn't make any of these phone calls to the band because the band was in really bad shape at this time, and they were on the verge of breaking up. Yeah, Uh, and that shows that he's at least lucid enough to know that, like, oh... I can't call them because that could have consequences, but I can call these other people. I yeah, also feel like we couldn't do this yet, but they would for sure have blocked his number. They would have sure been like, <laughs> I'm good. Or at least yeah. said that like, I need a timeout from Kurt from this hour to this hour. Yeah. Like if that phone, re- I don't need like it. Like to see Dave explaining to a girlfriend or wife or whatever. To like, why are you taking the phone off the hook, honey? Oh, Kurt's going to, he's going to call. call. Yeah. And- yeah. They apparently Chris and Kurt would talk during this time and most of their phone calls ended with chris saying it's gonna get better though and i don't have that in the notes but and then kurt would say yeah it's gonna get better and then they would just end all their phone calls that way sad times for nirvana but they're i mean yeah but they're they're rich at this point right probably close well yeah at this point kurt and courtney had bought a house for three hundred thousand dollars at this point so then what I'm I'm curious just from a, a, a trying to understand since to me money equals happiness. Um, of course, it doesn't. It I think that's where 100 percent does. You're totally I think we're wrong. Going here is that it nope, doesn't. 100 okay. does. All right, sure. Uh, money can't buy you happiness. She sure can fucking rent it. Uh, but I think <laughs> I'm wondering what he wanted to get better. Like, is that he- a weird Al ly- lyric? If money can't buy happiness, I guess I'll have to rent it. <laughs> This is it's the a, life. There's a dog pound lyric that says money can't buy you love, but it can rent you some pussy. Mm, there's is a, that what uh, you're thinking of? No, no, no. no. Did I'm Weird Al cover Al. that? Oh. Yeah, yeah, Weird Al cover. <laughs> there's a Countess Luann lyric that says money can't buy you class. Elegance is learned. Says Countess Luann. Yeah. Of the Housewives of New York. Oh, is that mm. what that is? Yeah. I thought you were talking about the comic strip Luann. I didn't no. know that there was royalties money can't involved, buy but I also haven't class. read it in a while. Elegance is learned, my friend. Money can't buy your class. I watch all the Bravo shows. 
I can tell. Well, I'm really sorry. What were you down. saying about Kurt Cobain being rich? And I was just wondering, <laughs> what did he want to? Was he talking about the relationship? Was he thinking life? Like, what did he want to get better? I think the relationship in the band. Okay. Is what they were referring to when they would end those fun because that was when Chris and Dave or when Chris and Kurt would talk. And this, he's already married to Courtney at this point, right? So they did that weird. Dave's not invited to the fucking wedding thing where he wears the pajamas and all of that yeah. shit, right? It so, was Chris who wasn't invited, I think, and Dave. Uh, what a weirdo. Hey, look, nobody liked Courtney Love. Like, uh, it's like straight up zero people liked Courtney Love. And yeah. that's, that's the thing. When you're dating somebody that, you know, for whatever, and not that Kurt was blameless in any of this shit, but like there's this, he feels defensive about it, obviously, at all times. Mm-hmm. Because you can't, if you're dating somebody that none of your friends like and none of your family likes, and like pretty much the public at large, I can't, I've never been in that scenario, but I, I can imagine it's, it makes it worse. It's weird. That the public at large also doesn't approve of them, and like not just. Oh, the public. No, I've, I've had the thing where all your friends and yeah, family I've are had like, that yeah. too. I've had that too. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's it, like. That'll make you fucked up. Yeah, and it, it gives you that weird, like, but I like them. Wait, so then what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. like Because mm-hmm. at first you start defending it. You're like, no, you don't know what it's like when you're not around. And then yeah. you're like, wait, do I just like terrible people? Yeah. And there's a scrambling that happens, too, when they try to insist to you, you know, like, well, I don't like them because... It's not because I don't like them. It's because I don't like what they do to you. Yeah, it's I don't not like that, yeah. their influence on you as a person. I've had them say, it's not that I don't like them. It's that I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear. More. I would actually <laughs> hang out with them more yes. if you weren't yeah. around. If yeah. you, I, what I'm thinking of is people have dated me and I haven't been like. What I'm thinking of is that just no one likes me, so I'm confusing the whole thing right. too. So never mind. Oh. <laughs> oh well, whatever. Never mind. Never mind. That was so good. So yeah, around this time, also Kurt threatened to fire Dave regularly. Why though? Yeah, but. Everything. Like, I think it was just so that when someone came by, he could say, Dave's not here, man. You know what I mean? Mm. Huh? <laughs> Cheech and Chong, baby. <laughs> right? Was that Cheech? Yeah. Good, it was. Good, good reference. I A think also- are going to get that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, man. I think I was in Cheech and Chong. <laughs> he just hated drummers, though, right? Because he wanted to be a drummer yeah, so bad? Yeah, but I think he hated Dave the most. <laughs> The guy who literally is the only person who still has a music career from the band he hated the most. Yeah. I remember reading an interview with Courtney Love once where she was talking about how shittily the band got along. And she mentioned something about how Kurt would always be kind of doing all the work. And then she was like, and Dave would be off doing extreme sports. It's like, that sounds like Dave Grohl. What does (laughs) Dave Grohl that's extreme? I don't know. It was the 90s. He was probably doing all that damn Cortez shit. Mm. Dan Cortez, yeah, he was hosting on Channel One. He was, um, I'm Dave Grohl, and this is MTV Sports. He was in a reboot of Route 66. Yeah, um, he was on Veronica's Closet. I got you. <laughs> so, despite all this tension, on October 24th, 1992, day after my birthday, the band reunites to start working on their next album, In Euro. Arguably, their best. It is uh, definitely their best album. Travis, it's also spoilers, one of please. one of my favorite albums of all time. Possibly my favorite album of all time. Wow, yeah, it's I up there. Fucking for me. love it's in up utero. There for me too. In utero is really goddamn good. Yep. They went out with a bang, everybody. <laughs> well, don't do it. Don't do it. God damn it, oh, you oh, did it. Boy. And that's why we know there was multiple shooters. <laughs> 
Yeah, people don't even know that the yeah. army had deployed a battalion yeah. to Kurt and Courtney's house that same night. What if were they doing there? You've never heard the grungy Noel gunman theory. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The grungy Noel. Wow. That was really good. Thank you. <laughs> the Grungy Knoll was one of my favorite early Seattle bands. They are so underrated, and all of them work at Sub Pop yeah. now. Yeah. Every, <laughs> everyone watch the Grungy Knoll documentary. It's on Tubi TV. It's, <laughs> you're going to have to yeah. download the app. Uh, you can also see it on Spackle if you, if you get on there. It's really good. So that is the end of the Nevermind years. Wow. That I was mean, it, a, it ends with them getting three v- VMAs. So, you know, worth it. <clears throat> three VMAs, hating one another, threatening <laughs> journalists. I mean, this is getting... Kurt died the night before SNL. Well, he did. They, he oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Overdosed yeah, yeah. and right. his heart stopped and he was revived. His heart-shaped heart <laughs> just totally stopped. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was working out great for them, to be honest. Ah, uh, what are you talking about? I don't know. I, I don't understand. See, this is the thing. You say you say they would have conversations where they're like, it's going to get better. I'm like, better than what? Better than this? Come on. We're living you're the dream. You're in the catbird right? scene. Yeah. The catbird scene. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I forget that you are from the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to buy some of my elixir? <laughs> It it cures curly spine. What are you, Snagapus? Snagapus? <laughs> Boy, that's a... Listen to the outtakes, everybody. Oh, is he, <laughs> you know, yeah, To hear us talk about Snagapus, oh, that's Snagapus not making the episode. Oh, man. That episode was an hour and eight minutes. Some of, some of Snagapus is getting cut. Some. Not all. Some of Puss is some getting cut. Puss. It was the. It was the. Uh, this is really the moment that changed every puss. Um, Oof. Yeah, cut that. Pusses nope. were, <laughs> pusses were one way. <laughs> oh. And then this thing happened, and now there are now it's a totally way. different paradigm for puss. Yep. <laughs> that's what you were talking about, right? Because now you can rent it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's our episode. Does anyone? This is have a anything? real fucking knot. I don't know how to untangle any of this. Does now. anyone have anything to add? Before we finish, um, this is our shortest episode of all time. I feel like I am actually really excited to jump into the in utero years because that's where we're going to encounter the weirdo unit that is Steve Albini and his. Yeah, and I yeah. really like his studio. I don't think I like the man. But I don't think anybody likes. I go back and forth on him. I don't think anyone likes Steve Albini, including Steve Albini. They I don't, don't. They don't record at his studio though. They don't? They record at Pachyderm Studios in Minnesota. Mm. Oh, shit. Well, now, I'm, yeah, I'm because excited. at one point, uh, it, one of the things in the liner notes was supposed to say, in terms of credits, it was supposed to say, recorded by a dick in the snow. And that was referring <laughs> to Steve Albini and them being in Minneapolis. Because oh, they my. did not get along at all. No. And they there's all them REM. Read that huge letter that he sent them, though? I re- have you read that? Uh, I think so. The letter that Steve Albini sent them to convince them to record with him. Oh, we'll find it. Yeah, it's if great. it's not, what did he call them? REM? What? REM with a fuzz pedal. That's hilarious. Which that's very fucking that's accurate. Dead too. on. Especially the Nevermind album is yep. just an REM. It's mixed by the same person who mixes all the REM albums, or did before REM died. Rest in peace. Is it wait what? Yeah, we should. Yeah, they died in that plane crash. Yeah. <laughs> REM. Did, I mean, they didn't die in the crash, but they had to eat each other. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what the movie Alive is about. Yeah, it's about our hand. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did the soundtrack for that. 
Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, they all stayed so skinny <laughs> despite eating one another. Yeah. They're still so thin. There's that song, How Does Peter Buck Taste, Kenneth? Um, all right, that was that was quite a stretch. And I really, man, I don't like that I said it. How, Leave it in. I thought it was How Frequently Should We Eat, Kenneth, was <laughs> the name of that song. So what do we have to plug before we get out of here? Besides patreon.com slash pops, you can listen to all the podcasts that I co-host all in one place, and there's a bunch of bonus episodes of shit I do for just $5 a month. And by the time this goes up, we're probably doing daily episodes of Unpops. Oh, my God. That you can uh, subscribe to for probably $3 a month. I don't know what we're going to do that for, but you, you, most of them will be free, but then there'll be like an extra, and you can like get them ad-free if you give us money. Just give us money. Just give me, give me money. I want some of that money. Can I get some money? I want, yeah, let's Somebody all- give me money. Give Adam more money so we can all get money. Yeah. Oh, is that how it works? I think that's how it is works. Is this a pyramid scheme? It's a trickle down. It's, it it's is. Adam economics. <laughs> I, yeah. I, Adam, Adamnomics. Where you really make your money is signing up other hosts who are under <laughs> you. <laughs> like, it's not, you don't want to sell. You just oh. want to sign up other hosts. I do want to sell, this though, because <laughs> it's your last name. It's my name. I, get I just it. really Travis, smack this table hard. It's his last name. I understand. Sell is his last name, but uh, he said I do yeah. want to sell also. <laughs> I, he's an Andy salesman. Give me one of those. You should do that at the Burbank Comedy Festival. <laughs> in, in 2019, because I think submissions are closed now. <laughs> submissions are... <laughs> look, their submission uh, system is just fully flooded. Did anyone get in? Oh, some people for sure got in, but I... Uh, <laughs> I met you too. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I, I, here's, here's how the Burbank Comedy Festival works. You I give, feel like people don't get the Burbank comedy. Did you, we talk about it at all? We have a little bit. We give you give the money and you're in, but what doesn't come in is an audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely devoid of that. Oh man, how fucked up would it be to be like a comic in another state, you know, across the country, like and you fly Tennessee out here for the Burbank Comedy Festival? And you get booked in the Burbank Comedy Festival, and you fly out here for it, and then your show in the YooHoo room of the Burbank Comedy Festival at sorry at Flappers gets canceled because of light attendance. Would you go to the Chipotle um, <laughs> or, the, or the Steak and Shake? I, I'd go to Hooters. I think that Hooters is closed now. No, I go to it all. Oh. Are you fucking, you're talking to an expert. Millennials killed it, so it's yeah, dead. I, thought, I well, fucking love their chicken wings, and I love their buffalo shrimp. I like the buffalo shrimp. Don't at me. I do like it. Don't at me. Do you want to go to Hooters? Kind of. Because I like their curly fries, I like the cheese sauce you can get with it, and I really like the buffalo shrimp, and I haven't been to one in a very long time. And if the millennials have anything to say about it, they're all going to be gone soon. So we should go to one. We should go to a Hooters soon. I can't tonight, because I'm cooking a steak. I'm cooking kale pasta. But next time we record, let's uh, hit Hooters after. Okay. I once ate at a Hooters and vomited in Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) So... The chicken wing that flying was, through the sky. Yeah. What did we take? I said, I'll have the fries. And then I ate a fry and I went, like immediately vomited. That wasn't Hooters' fault. That was your fault. It was my fault for being a vegetarian eating at a Hooters. Yeah. Because it's a shared fryer and that much chicken fat into a vegetarian. It's just. So come see me at <laughs> Burbank uh, Comedy Festival. No, I will be at Two Nobodies uh, September 29th. I'm not sure where that is, but that's a show I'm doing. Uh, you can also follow me on all of the socials. I'm at Mr. Travis Clark on Instagram and Twitter. And listen to Quick Question, uh, of which Adam was a recent guest on. I sure was. What's your mom like? That's the question you left, but that's yeah. not the question that you answered. Can I come back and do the What's Your Mom like episode? I want to do that one. I'm kind of hoping, 
I'm kind of, I'm, I have, you know, when you know that that's the question in the jar, you're like, Oh, I, I kind of want a certain person to pull it. And, uh, it, it's somebody without a mom. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like somebody who has two dads, like, and then they have to, we can talk about. Oh, the I thought new... you were going the other way with no, it. Yeah, no. Yeah. I thought you were. Cause that's what I'm hoping for. Oh, yeah. Is cause imagine how awkward that I won't even be there. You guys are monsters. But Travis and Jonathan will have to deal with some distraught comic talking about their dead mom. Good mm. God. See, and, uh, basically, we run an open mic. <laughs> <laughs> Check them out at the Burbank Comedy Festival. Andy, do you have anything to plug? October 6th and 7th, Des Moines, Iowa, Beast Village Comedy Festival. Oh, yeah. You already did that, uh, didn't you? And then other stuff. I don't know. What's this move you're doing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just started doing it, and now I'm stuck doing it, and I can't stop. Hey, podcast audience, get a load of Andy right now doing these arm motions. They can't see. Oh, God damn it. it was, I was starting to stretch. Okay, now I'm stretching. Okay, also, you should check out... <gasps> Ghoul School? Ghoul School. Which will be up by now. Yeah, it'll be up by now, and... Oh, like Hereditary, right? Oh, I wasn't even thinking that I was trying to think. Hereditary was so bad. I got other stuff coming up, I'm sure. I don't yeah, know. who knows? Find out. Follow who? me on Twitter, at Andy underscore Cell, and you can find out about all the dumb shit I'm doing. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Adam Todd Brown, Todd with one D, uh, also to find out all the dumb shit Andy's doing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, until yeah. you get tired of me being way too frank about my mental health or sociopolitical beliefs, and you just decide to unfollow me. Nah, that'll never happen. No, I would just mute. Oh, you. Andy, Andy, don't be that way, Andy. We treat, we teach people how to treat us, and if you tell people that they're gonna treat you that way, they'll treat you that way. Tell them they're gonna enjoy you. <laughs> I don't even know where this character is now. Like, you know what? I mean? Like, I don't know. I can't follow the narrative anymore. Andy, not everything has to have this narrative. Not everything has to be a plot structure. Some things can just happen. <laughs> <laughs> indeed 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 all right let's get the fuck out of here andy say goodbye oh hi goodbye travis say goodbye 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 everybody we love you